Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Coming up, John McClain of the Houston Chronicle about to join us from Houston. He's watching his Astros play. Craziness last night in Major League Baseball as well with the finish for the uh, Red Sox and Rays with the Rays storming back and then Red Sox walking it off. How are we feeling over there, Paul? I uh, am so disgusted with baseball. (laughs) And, and the Rays. I mean, what happened to this glorious shining beacon of finding ways and putting guys you'd never heard of from double A on the field and having them perform baseball heroics? All of a sudden, they can't do a damn thing. And they get walked What happened the was they made it a round further than your Yankees. Yeah. <laughs> and now the Red Sox have made it two rounds oh. past your Yankees. Uh, I'm going to wind up rooting for the damn Astros. This is, like the, this is almost as bad as the Mets. Yeah, the Mets. Red Sox debacle of 1986. I mean, you absolutely root for the Astros, right? Oh, I root for anybody above the okay. cost. Just making anybody. sure. Anybody and everybody. Because your hatred of the Astros is, is strong. Is very strong. Right up there. But listen, nothing is stronger than my hate of the Red Sox. Two things I hate above all else. I, I said, the Red Sox and Mexican National Sox. I said when, uh, when the Red Sox beat the Yankees, and I knew it, that if the Red Sox went on to lose to the Rays, you would be okay. You'd be kind of back in watching a little bit of baseball, wouldn't be upset. As long as the Red Sox are playing, this will be pure misery for you. I got a message last night from a Red Sox friend of mine who said, it's going to be tough for you to root for the Astros, isn't it? And I said, oh, did you win? That's how plugged into baseball I, I was. Then, of course, on Twitter, every single person in humanity retweeted the walk-off sacrifice fly Meanwhile, people who've never watched baseball were retweeting a walk-off sacrifice fly meanwhile my team is doing well right now and i think i've seen maybe a minute of a game that's hurtful we were in the car from uh, houston to college station during the entire game and then didn't see a second of it on saturday in college station and uh we we're doing a show well, maybe it's lucky yesterday when you. it was going on so maybe i'll just check out on this one today as well and just keep this streak going John McClain of the Houston Chronicle, TexasSportsNation.com, joins us weekly. We hit the NFL headlines. And, uh, John, thank you for your time in the middle of the Astros currently uh, leading the White Sox right now. Congrats to your Strohs. They're leading, they're leading the White Sox 5-1. to one. Obviously, they're cheating in Chicago. How, how in the world do they ever score runs? That moron relief pitcher from Houston that accused them of cheating just stole, stole from his pitchers the spotlight. Stole the spotlight from his team. Sounded like an idiot. What he did was like lighting a fire under a hornet's nest. And maybe they'll lose. They were up 6-1 the last one. As Alex Bregman pointed out after he accused him of cheating because they don't hit as well on the road, he pointed out they did score six runs in that game. And they did. And now they have five. But uh, I'd love to see the Astros beat them in Chicago when that kid has to come back. Well, maybe he can't come back to Houston. John joins us uh, each and every week. You can follow him on Twitter at McLean underscore on underscore NFL. He's covered the league for more than four decades. 
and, and like Paul, is a Pro Football Hall of Fame selector. John, the news uh, broke last night. John Gruden's resignation from the Raiders after coaching last weekend. First off, were you surprised that he coached the game after news broke about his comments on Demora Smith on Friday? And then once the New York Times released the other emails that were leaked to them yesterday, um, the writing was on the wall for what was about to happen, wasn't it? Yeah, he was forced to resign, obviously. What I'm interested in, and he should have been fired, is who at the league office wanted him gone so bad that they would leak the racist email and then the homophobic and misogynistic emails? Who at the league office wanted to get him? And I'll tell you what, 650,000 emails that the NFL investigated uh, after for the Washington football teams, uh, they call it, uh, what they use the word? Toxic, toxic workplace. atmosphere. Yeah. Nothing, ever, toxic workplace. Nothing ever leaked out about Daniel Snyder, the owner, or anybody else, only Gruden. And I wonder if Gruden knows who it is at the league office that hates him so bad he wanted to get him this way. And uh, he did. And I think this was like Baylor. When Baylor had his scandal investigation, by a firm in Philadelphia, it was all oral. There was nothing written, which infuriated people. The NFL did this where there's nothing written. Now, in the case of Gruden, he used his personal email and he sent them to Bruce Allen, his longtime buddy and coworker. But Bruce used Washington's email, which is the reason they were all turned over and they were discovered. It's so weird. An investigation of the Washington football team cost John Gruden his job. Well, and John, it, it, maybe I, I'm being looking at this from a too obvious standpoint. Isn't it Roger Goodell? Based on what John Gruden said about Roger Goodell, that he had this, this hit done and he had this, this part of it leaked because it seems to me that the bigger sin to the league would be saying awful things about Roger Goodell and calling him names as opposed to other reports out there that apparently – there's some unlawful photography being shared of Washington cheerleaders in this deal that has not fully been leaked, but Gruden's out because he said something awful about the commissioner. Well, Chad, like the commissioner's had awful things said about him for years. He's had things said about him by other owners, by people with teams, and he knows that, fans, media. Uh, I would doubt, I know Goodell a little bit, I and I understand everybody's going to accuse him but because it's so easy to point a finger at him, I don't think he did it. I don't think other owners would like that because then they're wondering, well, am I going to be next? Because there's owners that get in fights with Goodell. There's owners that tried to get rid of Goodell. You know, if you're looking at, at owners who said bad things about him, can you imagine what the crafts have said about him in emails after Spygate and Deflategate? So I don't know that the NFL cares that it got out. But I think that uh, it, it can you imagine if the New York Times got its hands on every email? This could go on for years. Do you think there will be more to come? Uh, Bruce Allen, friends around the league. Um, I know him from my, my one year covering the Raiders. I, I kept in some contact with him uh, through his time in, in Washington. Talked to him for, uh, about Hall of Fame candidates from, from Washington. Um, you know, PFT's talking about people in, in a panic who've communicated with him over the years, but it's not just him. 
It's, it's anybody with, uh, with what was a Washington Redskins email address uh, during all of this time that would be in the 650,000 emails. And, and somebody's been going through those systematically for the league as a result of this Washington football team investigation. Uh, New York Times has an awfully good source. Uh, Washington Post did too. Are they going to find other emails that in, indict other people? They'll find what the NFL wants them to find, and who knows what they want them to find. I'll tell you, let's see, I was trying to think about 15 years ago, a coach for the Pittsburgh Steelers was sending out some porno to, and y'all may remember this, to a couple of friends, but he accidentally hit the one to to send it to everybody who was on his list, <laughs> including Roger Goodell. And people are like, oh, my God. And so it was swept under the carpet. And the reason was when they saw some prominent owners sharing it as well, they made it go away. So if they wanted to get owners, they could get owners. Can you imagine what some of these guys are emailing and, and texting each other? You hope they have common sense to use their private emails and not the team emails. John, that you know this better than anyone we could ask. The job of the commissioner, protect the owners, protect their interests a lot of times. Make money for the owners. That's, that's really the bottom line. There you go, Chad, right there. Well, and, and that's – so was it a consensus of owners that wanted either Mark Davis screwed over in this deal, wanted Gruden out for some reason? I keep coming back to if it wasn't Goodell just getting mad about what he was calling the email – and he fought back and went after Gruden and got him fired. Was it a majority of owners that got together and knew all this and said, you know what, we want Gruden out even if it hurts Mark Davis? Or does it help Mark Davis to get out from under this contract? Will he even get out from under the contract, or will there be some sort of settlement? So many questions, John. There are a lot of questions, and uh, the commissioner, if he wanted him fired, he could have just picked up the phone, called Mark Davis, and say, Mark, here's what we got. Here's what's going to come out. You need to get rid of this guy. And they would have, Gruden would have resigned and everybody like, oh my God, what happened? Is it his health? You know, has he had a woman grinding on him at a bar? They wouldn't know. By the way, Roger Goodell's job is to make money foremost, but he's also supposed to protect the shield. And if, and coaches, front off executives and owners, he says are held to a higher standard than the player. Well, where's the investigation of Urban Meyer? Urban Meyer embarrassed the shield, and you're not supposed to embarrass the shield. John Gruden did as well. And the NFL, you know, what they want out there is going to get out there. They're going to leak it to the national media when they think it serves a purpose. And uh, I don't think that it's conspiracy owners. They're too busy right now with this. I don't think most of them wanted any part of the Washington football team investigation the old uh with the grace of god there go i and uh so uh, they're all gonna be somebody somebody tweeted yesterday that i've called all their it guys and they're making sure everything gets scrubbed that they've ever sent and are they uh, to whether it's text messages email messages they want it to disappear off the server and uh they were you know they were doing that yesterday and those things take a while. There'll be every team in the league will have things. Those IT guys will be working overtime. 
It's too late, though, if you're in this mess. John, can you imagine? It's too late, yes. Imagine Bruce Allen today and the calls and the texts he's getting about correspondence he's had over the last decade. Well, first of all, Gruden's his good friend. You know, Bruce was an, an agent, George Allen's son. He was a top agent. Then he was hired to work with Gruden with the Raiders, and he started off doing contracts. Then he moved up to general manager, and then when John went to Tampa, Bruce went. And I thought that Bruce would end up with the Raiders after all this quieted down because they are best friends. And I'm, I'm pretty sure Bruce Allen feels terrible about what happened to his good buddy to get caught in the middle of this uh, nasty battle that's gone on with Washington in which nothing has leaked out about things that Dan Snyder said. Dan Snyder got a slap on the wrist as far as the fine and his uh, one-year suspension, which everybody thinks that's what it is, even though that's not what it's called. And I don't think we'll ever see anything of John Gruden again, and I don't think we'll ever see anything of Bruce Allen again. They've both got millions and millions of dollars. They can do anything they want. But uh, somebody asked me today if I thought Gruden would be back on TV. And I said, are you kidding me? There's no way they're going to put Gruden on TV. You know, he might be conducting football camps somewhere and people would want him for that. But uh, we've, we've seen the last of John as a coach or TV analyst and Bruce Allen as a front office executive. John McClain from the Houston Chronicle, TexasSportsNation.com. And uh, does a great job covering the NFL as well. Uh, we'll get his thoughts on week five across the league. We'll briefly look ahead to week six and all the major storylines playing out over the four, first month and first quarter of the NFL regular season. That is all straight ahead with John McClain next on Outkick 360. Hang with us. John McClain from the Houston Chronicle with us. Outkick 360 rolls on from the 6th and Peabody Studios with Yeehaw Beer, Old Smoky Moonshine, talking NFL headlines. So, John, what's your forecast now for the Rich basakia led Las Vegas Raiders? No, Paul and, and Jonathan and Chad, like you guys have seen teams rally around teams, a new coach or controversy. But this is such a... a um, controversy that I don't think can be quelled in a locker room and in this quick of time. You know, they were three and oh, Broncos were three and oh, Broncos hadn't beaten anybody. And the pay and the and the Raiders had beaten three teams that won at least 10 games last year. Now both of them have two game losing streaks. If the game was in Vegas, I think they'd have a better chance. But the fact it's in Denver, I think the Broncos will win, but you know, you've got a longtime special teams coach, now assistant head coach with a long career for Gruden trying to rally the troops. It's going to be very difficult. This is when you need your veteran leadership to step up. This is when you need Derek Carr to have a great game, them to run the ball well, them to get after Teddy Bridgewater. Will they? I have no clue. I took the Broncos. John, it seems the the not the Vegas Raiders, but the Vegas betting favorite right now to be the next Raiders full time coach is Eric Bieniemy uh, from Kansas City. W what do you think about Eric Bieniemy maybe finally getting his big break to be a head coach in the league? Well, he's been interviewed six or seven times, including twice by the Texans last year, and he still doesn't have a head coaching job. One thing I'd do if I was Eric Bieniemy, I and maybe he's done this, get some help about how to interview or to go over his interviews 
and figure out what has he done well, what has he done poorly, why has he not gotten a job? Now, they're familiar with him because they're in the division, but right now the Chiefs are terrible. Their offense is terrible. We all assume they're going to bounce back because of Patrick Mahomes, but wouldn't that be interesting if Biennemi, all those years they were doing great, he couldn't get a job, and now maybe they don't make the playoffs and he gets a chance to interview sooner and get hired sooner. Uh, I'd love to see the guy get a job. I don't know him, but everybody there thinks he deserves it, so more power to him. That means that that would be great because if the Raiders like him, not only do they get a coach they want, but they would weaken the opposition. John, I also wonder how this impacts Mike Mayock uh, with the Raiders uh, because we know it impacts their coaching staff. Those coaches know they're not retained for the most part after this season. Uh, they'll be looking for jobs elsewhere. Um, I wonder what it means for Mayock long-term. I think it depends. The new coach, if he's like Gruden, Gruden made every decision. Mayock is one of the many GMs who's like a personnel director. They just have a GM title. The head coach makes all the decisions. There's eight or nine of those. So maybe they demote him and put him as a director of player personnel. Maybe it's somebody he knows and they leave him in that role, even though he doesn't make final decisions. And Mark Davis may hire a coach that he doesn't want to give total control like he did Gruden. And uh, Gruden demanded it, of course. So the good chance Mike's going to end up back on uh, NFL Network, although I think Daniel Jeremiah does a – Fabulous job. John, let's go through some of the uh, other games and news and notes from the week. Uh, And let's start with the Chargers, who have that fourth quarter comeback against the Browns. Uh, The Browns now the only team to score 40 or more points uh, in the Super Bowl era offensively without a turnover and lose the game. And the Chargers come back to win at home behind the great play of their second-year quarterback, and it certainly wasn't their defense because the Browns ran all over them. What do you make of L.A. and what they've done recently? I saw Jimmy Johnson doing an interview, and they asked him about what quarterback he would start a team with right now. And you figured he'd say Patrick Mahomes, maybe Josh Allen, and uh, Lamar Jackson, and he said Justin Herbert. Herbert just threw four touchdown passes, no interceptions. And every day in Miami, they're reminded. They took to a tongue of Iloa over Justin Herbert. Now, Tua might be able to come back in this game next week after they come back from London. Maybe he'll play in London against Jacksonville. That'd be a good team to bring him back against. But they've got to be kicking themselves every day. I'd love to know who in that organization said, no, we want Tua Tungvaloa over Justin Herbert and how they justify that to the owner, Stephen Ross. But the Chargers are legitimate. That offense is incredible. They run the ball enough to take some pressure off of Justin Herbert. I still think Buffalo's the best team after, you know, scoring 40 on the Texans is one thing. Doing it 38 at Arrowhead Stadium, that tells me they may be the best team in the NFL, including against the undefeated Arizona Cardinals, where I will be in not this Sunday, I'll be in Indy, and the next Sunday I'll be in Arizona to watch the Cardinals in person in the biggest game of the year for the Texans because of J.J. Watt and DeAndre Hopkins. Well, John, at least for one week, so much for the Lamar Jackson can't pass crowd. 37 for 43, 442 yards, four touchdowns, added 62 yards on the ground, over 500 yards of offense 
in what was a miserable collapse by the by the Colts in that game, but an incredible performance for Lamar Jackson. What do you make of both of those teams coming out of this game? Well, poor old Ravens had that streak stopped of 100 yards rushing oh. in every game, which to me was one of the dumbest records I've ever heard of a team <laughs> making a big deal out of. And uh, they beat Kansas City when he had a great comeback. That one against Matt Eberflus and the Colts defense was very impressive. But, I mean, the Colts defense is supposed to be good. They were eighth going into that game. They must be like 28th after giving up that many yards. But uh, Lamar Jackson was magnificent. Mark Andrews is tight end. Hollywood Brown is wide receivers. It's like the Colts forgot to cover them. And uh, I'll be in Indianapolis watching the Texans and seeing if Davis Mills can have another great game like he did against the Patriots and seeing if their defense can recover in such a short period of time. Because you know the Colts right now feel like they've just been steamrolled. John, Paul, I'm I'm willing to uh, bet that the record for consecutive games with 100 yards mattered to the Ravens because of who held it, the Steelers. That's why they went for That'd it. That'd be the only reason. Even that, I mean, it's just random to, to make important. I'm wondering, uh, let's go back to that Chargers-Browns game for a second, John. What uh, The Browns, your Super Bowl team, uh, I'm still high on them, and I was impressed with, with what, uh, what Baker Mayfield did with the shoulder, which I thought was going to turn into a big problem. Uh, they played an awfully good game there at 3-2. and two. How are you feeling about them? Can you imagine you have two 100-yard backs and you get beach, you have a team that doesn't turn the ball over, Baker Mayfield played great. People didn't know if he could still play great. He hurt that shoulder against the Texans when he threw an interception, and instead of trotting along, he decided to go get in the middle of the tackle, and he just got obliterated. And he stayed down for a minute or two, and everybody held their breath, and when he got up, He couldn't tell if it was his left or right shoulder because they were both down. And then when they found out it was left, it was okay. And he came back in, and they they won that game. And uh, I thought even in defeat, that showed me a lot about the Browns' offense. I know you guys will be stunned, but Clowney didn't play because of an injury. And uh, their defense should be a lot better than that. I heard he still had a lot of impact on that game, Chad, even even not playing intangibly. Possibly, just the threat of Jadavion Clowney in the on the roster really gets with people. John, right now there is no threat by this Kansas City defense. When you when you watch KC this year, and they're allowing thirty one points per game, and I I understand that the the best uh, point differential in the league right now is with Buffalo. They have the the best scoring offense and the best scoring defense. Still, going into KC, you know you can put up points, and that's the one thing that they have been able to do they've been able to uh, in the fast break offense of Patrick Mahomes outscore people and right now they're not able to do it because their defense isn't getting any stops well Mahomes is throwing interceptions too Clyde Edwards Alaire is out with knee injury and they're paying a lot of money for some guys on there Frank Clark uh, Chris Jones Tyron Matthew they put a lot of money in that defense and they're not getting their money's worth and I don't know if they can fix it. Andy Reid's a good coach. But the first thing they have to do is get Mahomes to quit forcing passes. You know, he's got some talent at receiver. They don't utilize the backs that much either. But if they can get him to quit turning it over, 
Then they want to try the defense giving up what 450 yards a game. You know, that's amazing. Try to get it down to 425. It's kind of like losing weight. You start with 10 and 15 and 20, and maybe by the second, or it was not a second half of the season, the second, uh, the last eight games, maybe they can get it down around 390 and, and he can score a lot. But right now it's weird to see the Chiefs in last place in that division. I certainly don't think they'll be in last place. I think right now, when I look at them, I think they'll be sick because they're better than the Broncos and the Raiders. Kicking issues galore throughout the league this week, and you saw some in Houston with Fairbairn. Uh, but the Texans got out to an early lead and, and maintained that for a bit going into the second half against the Patriots. What did the Patriots do? What did you see from Mac Jones uh, in this game that allowed the Patriots to methodically get back in that game, ultimately win it 25-22? Well, people think I'm crazy to say the best thing could have possibly happened happened. Davis Mills played great one week after he was awful at Buffalo. Four interceptions, 23.4 rating this game. 312 yards, three touchdowns, a 141.7 rating. Only three times in four years did Deshaun Watson have a better rating than that. Now, that was the best game by far against the Bill Belichick coach defense by a rookie quarterback, and they had no answer for Mills throwing passes on fourth down three times he completed them. And uh, they blew it with some bad coaching decisions by David Culley. He's under fire big time here. And I tell people, my God, do you want him to win five games? Because if they get a high (laughs) pick and Mills can play, then that has a huge impact on getting position players. And Nick Casario, the GM, could trade down for more, more picks, and they're open to trade Watson before the draft for picks. So this is perfect. The Rockets were the worst team in the N- NBA last season. They had the second overall pick. People are all fired up about guard Jalen Green and their young players. The Astros, of course, were rebuilding for three 100-loss seasons. But when it happens to the Texans, everybody goes ballistic. So the only objective for me this season was to see if Davis Mills could be the quarterback of the future. If not, can he be the quarterback in 2000? 22 until maybe there's a stronger class john tom brady uh came back after the sunday night performance in foxborough and threw five touchdowns against the dolphins they win 45 to 17 over miami um he now has 15 touchdown passes on the season it's the ninth time in his career he's thrown five or more in a game uh, how how do you describe brady's season so far we're, we're discussing Early, we're discussing all the great quarterbacks and who's in position for MVP and trying to decide that race as we go into the second quarter of the season. Where's Brady in the mix and all that? He's right up at the top with Josh Allen right now. Lamar Jackson's right up there. They have one loss as well. Uh, Matthew Stafford is up there for the MVP race too. I don't see a running back. If there were one, it would be Derrick Henry. But that's a tough hill for Derrick Henry to get up to. At best, he'd get be offensive player of the year again but that's what's going to be so much fun is watching these quarterbacks and we're not even talking about Aaron Aaron Rodgers who has a four-game winning streak that's right he's just not throwing five touchdown passes and no interceptions Brady of course you guys ask about Mac Jones when they hosted the Patriots he had he had 275 yards two touchdowns one interception Brady had no touchdowns no interceptions and a rating of like 70 so it's like Mac Jones outplayed Brady, plus Jones had 19 in a row at one point against the Texans. He had, I think, one touchdown pass 
and a rating of 90. But uh, Davis Mills had a much better game against a much better defense. But, you know, they're still two and three. Texans are one and four. I say the Texans are right where they need to be. And deep down, would Bill Belichick like to have a top five or six draft pick for the first time since, you know, the 50s or whenever it was? <laughs> you had a good MVP yeah. list there, and you left off Kyler Murray and Herbert. So, Ooh, uh, gosh. Yeah, I'm an idiot. Both those guys are there, and it just shows you if you don't have a quarterback, you have to get a quarterback yep. who can play. Kyler Murray playing for a new contract, Justin Herbert in his second season. One of the things interesting about Herbert, and the Texans play the Chargers here later in the season, is his coach as a, as a rookie last season was Pep Hamilton, one of the top quarterback coaches in the league, coach Alex Smith early in his career, Andrew Luck in college and with the Colts. And uh, he so he coached Herbert. He was a NFL offensive rookie of the year. And then he's here as the quarterback coach for Davis Mills, who's coming off a tremendous game. So uh, I can't wait uh, to do a Hamilton story talking about those two quarterbacks at early stage of their career. Because right now, is there anybody better than Justin Herbert staying their first three seasons? And that includes Murray. And I'll say this, you know who had a great game last night? Carson Wentz. Yeah, he looked good. Uh, John, uh, three cities, you get your pick. Dusseldorf, Frankfurt, Munich in Germany. Where should the NFL go next year? Because those are the three finalists for a game. Let me give you all a little inside information on Germany. Oliver Luck, who you all know, Oliver was the general manager of the Frankfurt Galaxy in the NFL Europe. They sold out every game. They were they were this is how how Oliver got named the commissioner of NFL Europe. And he used to tell me how much the German fans love football. There's a lot of army bases over there from the U.S. There's a lot of U.S. people after they get out who stay over there and they love promotions and they had some promotions kind of like minor league baseball. So I would say Frankfurt because that helped Oliver Luck catapult to being the president of, of uh, NFL Europe. And then he's had a lot of highfalutin jobs since. And I would take them over Dusseldorf of Munich. I've been to Munich and I've been to Germany and I love it. But because Frankfurt supported the NFL so impressively, give it to Frankfurt. I've been to Munich also, which would be hard to top, but I can't speak to the, to the other two. Munich would be an awesome place. They're going to go to the biggest stadium where they can make the most money, and I'm guessing that would be Munich. Yeah, I'm guessing. John, I know, is already looking forward to a future Texans-Colts game being played uh, in Frankfurt at some point. That might be too high quality. Don't be rash. It's going to happen at some point. Uh, You guys know London has never had a game with two teams with winning records. It's unbelievable. And they certainly want this weekend. It's unbelievable that they could figure out in advance the two teams that won't have winning records. Like, by accident, somebody might break through one year. Well, one of them has uh, has had a winning record, but the other one has not. That's what you're saying, John, right? No, at yes. the time yeah. they play, there's never yeah. been two teams, two teams that had winning records. Um, we are not going to have records of the Washington football team investigation. Mark Maskey just putting out a story with the Washington Post, and I'll just read the, the first paragraph. The NFL does not plan to reopen its investigation into the Washington football team and does not intend to publicly release any written materials related to the investigation conducted by attorney Beth Wilkinson. This according to someone familiar with the situation Tuesday, despite calls named, for more transparency. Named Beth Wilkerson or 
uh, Roger Goodell's aide. It's complete and utter BS. It is. And if we weren't on radio right now, I would say the actual words if we were just on digitally, but that is ridiculous. Unmentioned And it's in this also story. the ultimate flex by the most powerful organization in well, sports that we can get rid of a guy that we want out for whatever reason based on an investigation into an organization and come out a day later after we chopped the head off of this guy and said, that's it, that's all you get, we're done here, nothing else is going to be reported. Hey, John... Of the 650,000 emails and anything else that they've investigated throughout this, uh, it, by the way, this report says that Bruce, Bruce Allen is unlikely to get a job again in the league, although no, no discipline is headed his way. Um, Shocking. Uh, yeah, right. But consider the information that they would have gathered through this and the fact that they can, as quickly as what we've seen with Gruden, leak these emails, whoever it is. They can now use that as leverage moving forward and control whoever they'd like to control based on the information that they've gathered. You better not block this expansion city or we're going to leak when you did this, 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 this. You know, you better not hold this up. You better agree to this. And uh, it's almost blackmail. Yeah, I mean, Un Unmentioned in the story is we won't hesitate to use more information from the investigation right. as, as leverage, to, uh, threats, or to blackmail somebody that's what, that's when, the, when the yeah. time is right. We have you now. Uh, meanwhile, and, and it's unfortunate more of you weren't uh, weren't emailing with uh, Bruce Allen or other Washington officials. We sure wish a few other people we hated were in better contact with Washington. To all of those that kept your homophobic, racist uh, things to text, smart move by you. We don't have anything on <laughs> you, but the, for those who emailed all of those things, we've got you now. Well, this is just the the the. the commissioner's request to investigate the email. I, I guess they could do that for team phones as well, team-issued phones. Yeah, gotta yeah, they could have during during the Washington investigation. John, uh, consider, and, and I know you're on board with the written idea of this, they had Ted Wells produce a 243-page written report on deflating footballs, but they will not release <laughs> a written report on the investigation into Daniel Snyder and the Washington Well, they learned team. their lesson because we took that 243-page report and we dissected it. And they said, well, we're not going to do that this time. Well, you didn't feel like the league is hiding anything because of it, though. No, right. They don't care. They also had a written report on Bounty Gate. I don't know when they have not had a written report. And they did all that. Uh, maybe they, maybe everybody thought it was in favor of Daniel Snyder, but maybe they knew that he'd been communicating with other owners throughout the year, some of the owners, and uh, they didn't want that to, to get out. Although right now, when you got six hundred fifty thousand, and nothing has turned up so far that Bruce Allen responded to anything that Gruden sent him, but you know he did. He didn't just get them and look at them. So they don't care about I Bruce just, Allen though that, now, because no, because he's, he's not in the league. I think that at some point something else will leak out when the league wants it to. Yeah, it's Mission Impossible too in terms of the paper trail. That's all. Uh, self-destructed and uh, there was none but it would have self-destructed call tom cruise he'll find out <laughs> ethan hunt john get back to your astros and uh thank you for the time today always great to have you on the show go white Sox. my my pleasure guys paul and jonathan and chad like thank you guys for having me as always john mclean of the houston chronicle Greatest follow him on time. twitter legend at mclean underscore on underscore n f look at our colors today we look very Good, as if we coordinated. Christmas Very Christmassy? Very Christmassy.
Very uh, Mexican or Italian flag, almost, too. <laughs> uh, I got to tell you guys about this uh, Paul, car, car event this Paul morning. Paul discuss, uh, discusses, uh, you said, what, maybe the softest of the softening examples earlier this morning. Yeah, you guys are going to berate me. Paul just keeps getting softer and softer by the day. It's he was amazing. once extremely hard, and now apparently as soft as he's ever very, been. Very, very soft. That's, that's next. Paul on is charming soft when we come back. We are back. Outkick 360 across the Outkick Network from our 6th and Peabody Studios in Nashville, Tennessee, Old Smoky Moonshine, and Yeehaw Beer. Paul, what happened this morning? So I delivered my wife and son, who turns 12 on Saturday, to the airport this morning. Uh, Breezed out there. Was it busy this morning like it was for us this weekend? The security line looked busy. Uh, through through the window. My plan was to just stay out there and write in like the waiting parking lot. Um, and then I had an appointment about my facial scar. Yes. Uh, and then come over here, do some conference calls. But I left my phone at home. So I had to go back. <clears throat> and on my way back, getting on to 440 on the on-ramp there, bang, get hit from behind. Not too bad. It's probably going 20, 25. Pissed, though, you know. It's, it's, yeah, a, it's a terrible day. feeling. Yeah. Right? Yes, yes. And then you, you know what's ahead. Immediately once you assess yourself and you're all right, you know, all the insurance and time without the car and blah, blah, blah. It's just a hassle. So I pull over. I look behind me. It's like a white Accord. Uh, she pulled over real fast, you know, and I pulled over a little bit more slowly. Um, so, you know, check myself, whatever. Um watching the rearview mirror and she gets out and she is checking the car her car like crazy like microscopically really checking her car and i get out glance at my car and uh, Teresa's car i know it's not too bad and uh stand behind my car and i'm like watching her and waiting 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 and i'm pissed that i am waiting this long, because this is not the protocol for having been hit by someone. Usually someone says, sorry. Yeah, they foremost. jump out and make sure they want to yeah. assess the damage of your car and yes. swap information. So finally, she begins the approach. I kind of meet her halfway, and she's not saying anything. She's looking at me, and oh, she's no. not saying anything. So uh, I say, this is not how this interaction <laughs> Goes. That's the first thing you said? Yeah. <laughs> this, is not, this is atypical of how this would usually yeah. transpire. I said, this is not how this interaction goes. And what was her first words? She uh, hasn't said anything oh, yet. Oh, she's walking up. Yeah, oh. no, she we're standing shock? face to face. And yeah, she's apparently in shock because we're standing there. She's not saying anything. And I say, this is not how this interaction goes. And she's still not saying anything. And I say, you ask me if I'm okay, and then you worry about my car. <laughs> and then she starts crying. Oh, no. I mean, really starts crying. And I wait another minute. I'm like, all right, she's going to gather herself here. And then she is weeping. <laughs> like, and I didn't say it like super aggressively or anything. I, I'm not, I I'm not laughing at the girl crying. I'm laughing at Paul standing in front of the girl crying. Okay, I mean. Waiting for a moment to talk to her again. She is like... <laughs> <laughs> like, just got news that somebody died unexpectedly weeping. So I 
it's a it's a dangerous time to make a move like this. Oh no. I put my hand on his shoulder. <laughs> I put my hand on my shoulder. I'm the comforter all of a sudden. Also, it's also a difficult climate right now we live in. Uh, wait, it, g- it gets crazier. I put my hand on her shoulder and I say, hey, we're both fine. And it's just a couple cars. You know, and she finally speaks and she says something like, it's just, it's a brand new car. I think it's a brand new used car, I think. But she's like, it's a, it's a, it's important. These details are important. She looked very poor. To be fair, this, yeah, this car was not up to my standard. No, but she's like, put that it's, out there it's also. a brand new brand car. Brand new to her, not brand new to someone yeah, like me. Not, not, not brand new to someone in Brentwood. And I, I can't remember. She said, like, all of these things are happening to me. This was and, like Laverne knew. Please, Chad. <laughs> very emotional time right now. She's like, all of these things are just happening to me. Like, it's, it's falling apart. And I've still got the hand on the shoulder because I feel like she really needs the hand on the shoulder. And she's just gushing. And I, I we, we make eye contact. And she's, like, shaking. And the fountain is coming out. And I said, I looked at her and said, can I? And I pulled her in and I gave her a hug. I'm standing on the side of the entry ramp to wow. 440 hugging the woman that just smashed into the back of my car. You're right. This is not how this usually goes. This is not (laughs) the protocol for getting hit by somebody. And I probably gave her a two-minute hug on the side of the road, and I I just said over and over, like I I said, it's just cars. They're just cars. We're both fine. It's just cars. And then I was like, I don't want to call the police and go through all the hassle and stuff. Just let me see your your insurance Insurance. thing. I'll take a picture of it. I didn't have my phone. So I'm like, I'm going to text this stuff. I'm going to take it on your phone. I'll oh, go over and take a bunch of pictures of yeah. my, my damage. I'll text them to myself. Uh, that's coming from your phone, so I'll have your number. I'll get your insurance information and everything. And then we said a friendly goodbye. I said, I hope everything's all right. I hope you have a better day. It's not that big a deal and, uh, and whatever. And then later she texted me, could you please send me your insurance information as soon as it's available? This is not how I was feeling when I got out of the car. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. So, human. I'm human. I mean, it's uh, this is less about the softening and more about you just being a decent person to her. Yeah, that's, a, that's, a very, that's a very, that's a very nice response a, by you. What this can is I do? not a softening. This was this was a good move by you. So, she's what can I do? You're you're on the side of the road at this point, right? Yeah. Did anyone stop when they saw her just weeping, like? You said the, no. the tears are just flowing. I mean, people might have come by there. and gone, look at this beautiful romance. They, they were in separate cars, but yeah. they couldn't handle it. I wonder what they're arguing <laughs> they, about. They had, they, had to, to, they had to pull over. They, they've made up. And embrace. They had to pull over and embrace. Unbelievable. Paul, I mean, well done. Her, yeah, she's that was got the right thing to eerie do. insurance. Now, uh, you might remember, some of you longtime listeners, last time I got hit from behind, which totaled my Ultima, when Damian Stafford, the former Titan safety, then later saw me on the side of the field at Thursday Night Football and said, hey, did you get in an accident on the side of uh, 440? I said, yeah. He said, I, I passed you. I thought that was you. I said, hey, thanks a lot. Thanks for stopping uh, and helping. Yeah. Um, that time where it was a little rougher, um, 
So what happened to your what, Teresa's car? How is there any damage whatsoever? Oh yeah, it's oh, okay. it's messed up. The so, back the back right wheel well is messed up. I had to bend the the rubber piece so that it didn't rub against the tire. Quick and question everything. for you, but Paul. they had Erie Insurance the last time I got that car hit, and this is Erie Insurance, and they were awesome the last time. So I'm hopeful it'll be Paul, awesome. Paul, quick this question time. for you: If it was Teresa driving her car, would she have hugged the woman as well in this moment? I, oh. oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um. I am. What, what did Teresa say when you told her about it? So I couldn't. Is she I couldn't. About it for the I first could, time no, I couldn't tell her about it. Obviously, until I got home to my phone, and I called her, and immediately she said, "Are you all right?" Like the woman should have said. <laughs> so at least my wife got it right, and she's like, oh, "All right, send me the pictures. Get in touch with that our insurance guy." Paul the Comforter, Comforty the Weeping, here People on Outkick Three Hundred and Sixty Tennessee Power Hour next across the network. Hang with us.